This is the Cleveland Guardians Fancast with your host, Quincy Wheeler, a podcast about the Cleveland Guardians and their fans. Quincy, and I'm here with Alex from 216 Baseball Podcast. Alex, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm excited because, <laughs> well, one, I just went to a game with you not too long ago, which was awesome, and we're best buds. Um, not best friend. Paul is That's my best Paul. friend, but we are yes. we are best buds, um, right. who I know you just had on. But I think I'm the only person to run the three-peat on your podcast. Oh, no. I, I do believe that's true. Yeah. Not not counting Tyler, of course, who is a uh, a co-host on Fridays with me. But yes, yeah. you're that's that I think that is true. So yes, thank you, Alex. Thank you for joining me. Hopefully <laughs> thank you for having me. Hopefully everybody is checking out the two one six baseball podcast. And I know Paul spent some good time talking about the nice community you guys are building with the Discord and uh Patreon and everything else, which is very exciting. We're always happy to see that. And uh, Paul and I talked a little bit about how you guys are the PG-13 or R-rated uh, version of what I try to do, where you try to bring a community together. And uh, I, I tried to get Paul to I tried to get Paul to do like a G-rated rant. You know, I wanted to kind of like get his goat, you know, and I, I tried, yeah. you know, and, so, and uh, I couldn't quite get him to like get mad enough. He got kind of mad at the beginning of one of them, but then he just if he can't swear, I don't think he can get too angry so that's i know (laughs) i'm glad you gave the disclaimer because i feel like a lot of the communities can be the same between ours but in case anybody hasn't it's good (laughs) that they know it's the pg-13 r fun buddy you know just yes and a little bit kind of version but we uh, like like to have fun yeah well i I know i do have people that listen to mine that say oh i love that i can listen to it with my kids so you want to keep that in mind if you listen to one six baseball podcast if you don't want your kids to hear a couple f-bombs then maybe listen to that one in your headphones. That's yes. that's, that's always a good option. All right. Well, so Alex, I thought that you and I could come on today and talk about things that we have learned or maybe like cold takes that we have from the past year. I've noticed maybe more so with you than with me that people try to like, they try to like get a gotcha moment with you. Like, oh, Alex, you said this and you were so wrong. Um, and they do that with me sometimes too, but uh, I think it happens more so with the two and six baseball podcast. Uh, so tell me, let's talk about some things. I'll start us off. I'll start us off. Okay. I'll start us okay. off. Uh, cause I'm sure I've been wrong about more things than you have. No, so- I'm laughing because you're right. The trolls come out and I'm glad that you see it because it drives me nuts. I'm like, you're <laughs> taking no context out of this. You clearly don't listen to the show where we spend two right. hours a week and you know, it, it gets under my skin and Paul does have to calm me down and say, what does it matter? Just ignore them. And yeah. I'm just like, no, it's, but anyway, it's a compliment. It's like when somebody created that account, Lamole is dumb. you like, it's a compliment if somebody creates an account just to hate on your account. That's definitely yeah. Compliments. All right. So uh, I will say that something that I am coming to realize that I was wrong about is I really thought that Owen Miller was probably like an 100 WRC plus guy who could play good defense at second base and then probably sub in at third base and, and you know, maybe 
be the kind of guy you could play at first, not on a regular basis, but like, okay, you know, he could fill in there if need be. So he could be that guy for the team. And, uh, and if you look at my preseason, like Ryan up, I didn't have him as a starter, but I thought he could be somebody who could fill in as need be. Um, and it turns out that it looks like Owen Miller is more like an 85 WRC plus guy, hopefully. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and uh, his defense has been solid second, but not good anywhere else. Uh, so I think so that I, I, I want to say that I, I'm pretty confident that I was wrong about Owen Miller. And I think my takeaway from this is when you look at a player to be confident of what they're capable of in the future, they need to have at least one elite skill. Mm-hmm. And Owen Miller didn't have that. And the thing that, that he might have that would be elite is speed. He's elite in speed, but he's not a good base runner. He's not a smart base runner. He doesn't, he doesn't steal bases. I don't mean to attack his intelligence. He just, he doesn't have the base running smarts that like a Jose Ramirez or Miles straw. Who's a um, savant. Yeah. Jose is a savant at base running. It is unbelievable. (laughs) That is one of his most underappreciated. It's not just the steals. It's just everything he does is like, you know how we say Miles Straw never takes a bad break in the outfield because name mm-hmm. one, you can't. It doesn't happen. I mean, same kind of thing with Jose. It's just perfection. Even if he gets caught stealing, I mean, it's everything else. But I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just no, it's such no, an underrated right. part of his game. It's insane. Yes. I, I can. I literally can only remember one time in my life where I was like, why didn't Jose score on that? And I'm sure that it was something that I just didn't see that he didn't score on. But like where he was on second, he didn't get home. That was the, I can remember only one time in my life where I was like, okay, what was going on there? Every other time he's been exactly on track. So I'm with you. All right. So that's one thing. What are your, yeah. what's your one thing for you? Well, can I comment on Owen Miller really fast? Yes. Cause that's, it's kind of a 50 50 where I'm going to be a little tongue in cheek here. So I never liked Owen Miller. I mean, last year we were excited cause he was tearing the cover off the ball in triple a, he came up, brought him up at a bad time. Um, and you know, so we were excited to see him and you know, that they did what they should have. But then when he came up, he struggled, he continued to struggle, struggle, but even then he never impressed Paul and I, um, and we just are, you know, we have a podcast you can listen. We just, it wasn't just cause he was bad. He's like, he's just not doing anything for us. I, I just, I couldn't, it's that gut feeling that I usually try and stay away from, but I just had a gut feeling. I liked Ernie more. And so this is where. At the beginning of the season, I was like, Owen's not it. I still held on to that. And when he struggled a little bit at very first, which lasted like two days, and then he had an incredible (laughs) April, and I ended up buying back in. And I said, okay, I was wrong. I bought back in. What I say to that myself now is, trust yourself, King. You were right all along. Like, I should (laughs) have never. But he had such an incredible April. I held out for a couple weeks. It wasn't a week or two. I think it was like towards the end of April. I'm like, all right, I was wrong. Like, this is is Owen. But... um, on the flip side of that, again, is that I also said I liked Ernie Clement over Owen Miller. And so <laughs> I can't sit here and act all high and mighty like I knew everything. But that gut feeling of Ernie, I mean, the, the defense is incredible. But offensively, I mean, you take Owen every every single day. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I'll, I'll use that. I'll just, for the sake of time, um, you're, you're not 216 baseball doing two hours uh, once a week. So... <laughs> I will tell that little, you know, anecdote there of uh, Owen Miller and kind of being right and kind of being wrong and uh, let you move on to the next one. <laughs> no, I, I think that's a good response. And also, I will say that Ernie Clement, he does have that one elite skill. He is an elite defender. 
and yep. uh, and that's something that he doesn't have that Owen Miller does have. Question is just whether he'll be able to hit enough to hang around as that utility guy. So yeah, and I will say, you know, trust yourself, King. That's good advice. I, I will say, you know, it's possible that in a year or so, Owen Miller will be playing second base for like the Pittsburgh Pirates or something, and he'll have like 110 WRC plus, and I'll be like, yep, okay, it was in there, but doesn't look likely right now. All right, yeah. my other one's going to be, hey, I picked on always the Jake and other people for giving up way too early on Fran Reyes, and. Yep. This is complicated, all right, because <laughs> yes, it is. he is looking like he's figuring some things out for the Cubs, at least to be like kind of a, a decent guy who can hit you a home run now and then. 124 WRC plus since he went over there, I saw on Twitter today. Yeah, he hit another home run last night as we couldn't do anything against Jordan freaking Lyles. Uh, people yeah. are hearing this a little bit later. So, But anyway, yes, that's, that's kind of where he's been. And people absolutely were destroying me for saying hey why did we move on so quickly from Fran Mill after I said that but the thing that I guess that I've learned from that is that um is that you if you don't offer a team like Cleveland anything anything but one thing you put yourself at risk and so I guess that applies to the guys we talked about Unless you're Ernie Clement, then you can hang around on the team for. But I will say, I liked your. I got so hyped about talking about Jose, you know, which I'll never apologize for. That I really liked the way you put that. You know, we use a lot of the same phrases at times, and you know, once you kind of figure out how you evaluate baseball, you know, you kept saying you think Owen Miller's, you know, a serviceable second baseman, 600 plate appearances, all that. I don't think I've ever heard you say, and it's a good one to say, you have to be elite, at least one thing. And he's kind of the definition, Quincy, in the word of the kids, you know, the younger crowd. He's mid. Like, he's just like <laughs> meh at everything, you know, and at yeah. least he has something. So that's that's me gassing you up a little bit and making a joke. But, um, but yeah, he... Uh, Go, yeah. I've, I've, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> the only, the only thing that Framil could do is he can hit the ball. He hit the ball a long way. I mean, that's that is what he do. Um, and uh, when you, when you get in a point where you can't offer that one thing, then you put your roster spot at risk. And so I guess that's what I've learned. Like when I defend a person, I need to remember. Okay, one, one, do they have that elite thing? Second, is that the only elite thing they have? If they do, maybe kind of pull back on the reins and say, well, if he doesn't offer that one thing, he's not as valuable as franchise as what I thought. So that's kind of my takeaway in the future. And he only played DH. Yes, right. So I'm just saying like doubly so. It's not just like at least Ernie can't hit, but he fields incredibly. Well, he fields incredibly, you know. Right. Fran Mill, you know, if we follow like a flow chart, Fran Mill. Only really DHs, okay? His only job is to hit. And in the words of Paul, you can't be a DH if you can't hit the ball. You know what I mean? And so, you know, <laughs> right. it's it's doubling down on that. Uh, so I, I'm not sure that's the Guardians' philosophy right now as I see Richie Palacios strike out three times a game and then Owen Miller DHing. I'm not sure that's what, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, You're right. That's theoretically how it should be, but I don't understand our philosophy of DH right now. But hey, I was with you. You and I were like... You and I were married at the, you know, conjoined at the hip on Frambeal. I think you and, I mean, 
you said everything I would say. And I think Twitter knows you and I have the same exact opinion on this. And at least maybe we didn't say it a lot or enough, but in our DMs every day, me and you, Framel's going to get it right. I believe, I, you know, <laughs> on our podcast, on yours. I mean, we are one and the same of the track record is so deep. You don't accidentally hit 37 home runs. You don't, right. you know, that that's not a fluke. It's going to come back. And I said I'd give them all year. Me too. On Twitter and on you know on our podcast all year, I said he gets the full year for me. He can be basically what Miles Straw is all year, and I'll give him to the end, and then I'll reassess. But you have to Same believe thing. it's in there. But we could not compete. We could not calculate for things that we don't know are going on. The team right. being mad that he showed up to camp completely out of shape and mm-hmm. seemed not to have a huge willingness to play parts of the field. You, and that whole thing still reeks of we're missing a huge part of the puzzle that we may never get. Maybe we get it five years from now, but we're, we're still missing something because then he goes to the Cubs. He is playing third. We're seeing him take reps at third base, and we're like, what? It's like... <laughs> I don't even know. I can't even make up a ridiculous analogy, but it'd be like if someone broke up with you, your significant other broke up with you because they didn't like the hobbies you liked or something. Right. And then they go and get a new boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. And they do the thing that you like to do with that person. And they become a fan. And you're like, what, what this whole time you said you didn't, you know what I mean? Like we're missing something in there because when he came over to the team, it seems like laziness and lack of preparation, and it was prep lack, some of that. But as a person, they praised his work ethic when he first came to the organization in 2019. It's hard to imagine a person just one day gets so comfortable. You know, everybody makes mistakes, but how do you do a complete 180 in the, the clubhouse, at the way you carry yourself as a professional? Maybe there was this bad blood. Maybe he just got down and needed a change of scenery. I think someone on Twitter said something about that as well. Um, and that made me think someone said mental health maybe, but then that seems like maybe not, but we'll never know. But you never know what people are going through. Maybe he just needed something different. Very frustrating though. I, I mean, that is by far on my bingo card. It didn't exist. You could let me print out a thousand bingo cards <laughs> with a thousand different takes. And at no point did I think we would DFA, you know, Fran Mill with two and a half months to go. I mean, that's insane. Like, that's yeah. th- that's worse than an always the Jake take. Um, <laughs> you know, preseason, if you guessed that. Even that would be always the Jake would say, hey, okay, now, come on, let's let's rein it in. That's a little wild, but uh, right. yeah. Sorry, I get going on that one. No, no, know. you're right. I, it's just, I, it's mind-blowing. I don't get it. We'll, we will probably but, never know. Especially if you would have told me that, oh, hey, we're going to DFA Fran Mill. At the time that we do this, our team is 29th in baseball in home runs, and we're 27th worst against left-handed pitching uh, because that's all that Jose, that Fran Mill provides you, home runs, and he can hit left-handers. Not this year, but he can hit left-handers. So, yeah, that definitely was the most mind-blowing moment of the season. Anything else come to mind for you? Um, I know this is only like a 20-minute podcast. So I'll keep it moving. Uh, you know, <laughs> highlights would be straw. Uh, I mean, we didn't. We knew he'd be a 650 OPS guy. Maybe in his best year, I said 700. You know, he's going to be high OBP, um, you know, hopefully around 260 on the low end to really 270, 285 feels right. Um, 350 OBP plus or minus 10. Um, but pull noodle, right? You know, the slugging's right. never going to be there. So he'll be 650. But as a leadoff or a nine hole hitter, which I love him, 
perfect. You put up with that all day, right? Just get on base. I don't need you to do anything, especially in the nine hole. Steal 25 bags and play the best center field defense, just outfield defense in baseball, and you're fine. Do that all day. But to have – he's currently on pace to be like the worst hitter in Major League history, right, out of qualified yeah. hitters. I mean, it's just – he has like a 7 WRC plus in uh, – in the second half so far i think i saw that today too um i mean it's just it, it i mean it is beyond a black hole he makes a joke i made the other day was he makes hedges beginning of the season which was so painful look like very prime very bonds like that's how yeah it's hard to argue with we'll it fly out to right field weak ground ball to short 70 percent of his outs it's like it, it's unbelievable For, the way you just said it is good to First half hedges is more than four times as good as second half straw. Like oh yeah, I didn't that, even think about that. Yeah, it's the just math. it's just yeah. And, He's and we broken. Didn't see that coming. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully they can figure it out. But yeah, that's... until he does, needs to be off the bench. I mean, an incredible. Here's the thing: I don't want him to get overmarried to the extension. I want to keep him, but in hindsight, it's a lot of money for us. But isn't it like five million a year? Five million That's a year for a guy yeah. that plays the best center field defense in baseball, that can steal twenty bags, bring him in in the seventh inning. And I, I also believe in him. I believe this. This is not who he is. He is broken mm-hmm. mentally, I think. And baseball is hard enough. And then you have you just can't get right no matter what. It won't get going. And then it's just a black hole that you can't dig out of. We're gonna get him right. He's gonna hit two fifty, two sixty. 330 OBP I be- plus, I believe in all that, and be the perfect nine hole. But worst case scenario, it's a $5 million guy who will be, it, I mean, worth every penny of that if you just bring him in in the seventh inning. A weird, weird thing for Cleveland to do, but, you know, it or, is what it is. Or, you know, if you have him on the bench and you keep him in a close game to have come in in the extra innings and you put him on second, he's going to score. I mean, yeah. it's very rarely is he not going to score. He so still has a positive yeah. war. I pointed this out the other day on, exactly. our, on, on one of our episodes. He has a positive war with being the worst hitter in Major League Baseball history. Quincy, <laughs> we've been playing baseball for almost 200 years, I'm pretty sure. Okay? Yeah. Let me right. say that again. He has a positive war. Like, he has, like, almost a one <laughs> war, I think. That's yep. how good his defense is. <laughs> like, and the fact that that's true makes his contract a deal. If you can produce almost a win or a win in a year, a win is worth eight to ten million dollars. So you know he's our, he's still a deal at five million dollars. So yep. which I personally I know that's what the market says. I personally disagree with that valuation of like one war because that's below a role player. You know when you kind of look at the chart that Fangraphs comes up with, but. It, the gut feeling of like what value? Come on, any other team would think nothing of having Miles Straw for five million. So. Look, look at how much run Billy Hamilton got. I mean, that Miles Straw is a much better defender than Billy Hamilton ever was. Be elite at something. He's elite yep. at two things. He's elite at two things. Well, yeah. he's also elite at chase, kind of elite at chase yeah. rate, and he has an elite eye. I so there's four things. It's in I, there. It's coming. Yeah, and I would say I, I think when I think of the things to be elite at, I would say. I, w- I would generally put them as like on base and slugging being, you know, just, you can think about all those things you were just talking about, but like if you're really good at, at making good contact and getting on base or, or taking walks and getting on base, that's one skill. And if you're good at hitting the ball long ways, that's another skill. So I, I don't think that straw is elite at on base. He's serviceable 
not this year, but serviceable. So, yeah, he's going to be above average in yeah. his his usual way. He's going to. I truly believe he can be a three forty OBP guy. We're just going to be what 50, 20 points above league average, probably maybe even twenty five, depending on the year ish. Right around three fifteen. Everybody freaking out about the contract needs to relax because if they really want to move on from Strat, they'll have tons of people that are like, "Oh, sign me up for you know five years." Oh yeah, you could guy. dump that in a second. You could dump yeah. it in a second. Yep. Um, yeah. Do we have time for one more? One like, more quick one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the biggest surprise for me, God, if we could do like an hour on all these, is uh, but the biggest surprise number one, I think for what I expected, is got to be James Karinchek. I wrote him off. He was basically not on our team anymore. Cool. We'd see you when you got back from, you know, the insurrection uh, at some point. Um, you know, uh, once Q let him, you know, get back on the baseball field. But all jokes aside, I, I mean, I was like, he's broken. He's a sticky stuff merchant. Um, we saw what would happen, and I just, I just didn't believe in him at all. And what he's doing, and mind you, baseball is also lacks right now on sticky stuff they check their fingertips in a very right. half-hearted way yeah. but they're allowing what appears to be rosin and rosin sunscreen sweat again which is all they ever wanted but that's for a whole nother episode eventually um i mean he's dropping it off he's literally striking out like two people in inning it's insane what he's doing and he has been absolutely crucial to us down the stretch i mean I, I in my mind he basically wasn't on the team. We'd probably never see him again. He's broken. Forget about him. And then for him to come back and not only I knew he'd probably come back, but to be relevant at all. But oh yeah, he's elite. That's nuts. I mean, that's the one that I'm just like, what the heck? So yeah, I I think what I would say like if you go back and look at at, at tweets that I was sending out at the time that you know the, the whole spider tech uh, crackdown came. What I said is that I think eventually he'll figure it out because you could already see that pitchers who had that drop off were starting to figure some things out by the end of the year. Um, but I don't think anybody should have been looking at it saying, oh, he's going to be our second best reliever um, and on a team full of really, really great believer, relievers. So uh, good for him that he figured it out. Yeah, uh, I think it might be hairspray too, but yeah, <laughs> Paul. Paul said it about like probably about a week after he came back. Paul immediately told me he goes, he's using something like he caught it the second. He's like, I'm long before everybody else kind of caught up on it. Now, if you were really looking, you could see it's not like Paul did revolutionary work on it. But I'm just saying he immediately in our private text was like, he's using something, dude. Like, I'm telling you to just just watch him. Something's off. So. And and pitchers all over baseball are. So we're no different there. All right. Yeah. Well. Alex, tell us about where people can find you and what's going on with you guys. Oh, geez. Uh, you can find us pretty much anywhere. I'm sure you've seen the all caps, ridiculous tweets that I send out all the time. Uh, the alarm emojis, just follow those to our Twitter page. So at 216BaseballPod, um, Twitter's huge for us. We just created a Discord, like uh, Quincy said. So uh, it's a place that free app and on your computer, um, you can use it. And it's basically just a more chill forums that you can come hang out. And we've got all kinds of different places where you talk pregame, postgame, during the game. We stream the game sometimes. Paul and I will jump in there. we got a good little community um, it's pushing close to 70, 80 people, uh, probably closer to 80 now. So if we're active in there, just a good place for more informal access to us and just talking outside of social guidelines of Twitter where, you know, you don't keep 
replying a bunch. It's more open, you know, so that's exciting. We just created a uh, Patreon, so we do a bonus episode a month and give special access to certain uh, Discord channels for even more access to us. Um, so yeah, check that out if you feel inclined. And yeah, new episodes once a week, usually on Mondays or Tuesdays. Um, we're everywhere you can get your podcasts. But yeah, thanks for having me on, Quincy. I I appreciate it and uh, always appreciate talking ball with you. If people could see our DMs, we talk daily like a married couple. We're just in there talking about talking about. You, my wife knows now. I'm always talking to Quincy. You know. <laughs> right yeah mine too that we just love talking about ball it's great yeah that's so true it was great to go to a game with you and i can't wait i can't wait for those extra patreon episodes the long form podcast series breaking down paul's marriage of 15 months can't wait for that oh yeah that's a good one that's a good one (laughs) Last question takes two seconds. I didn't heckle too much because we were too high up. But could you see the inner workings of me being a world class heckler? Could you? Yes, I showed yes. you. A, I, I showed you a little bit of it at the game. I could see you got some chuckles from folks around us. That's a good, uh, a good uh, indicator of a good heckler. Whenever the people around you enjoy the show, so yes, yeah. nice work on that, everyone. Alex is a good heckler. All right, thanks. Thanks, Quincy. Appreciate it. Don't forget to consider checking out sheetsgiggles.com. Some really great bedding is available there. It's made sustainably. It's made with eucalyptus to help you sleep, help you get comfortable on your bed. I can't tell you how much my wife and I really have appreciated these sheets and how much we recommend that you check it out. Uh, If you're looking for something to give your significant other, they're hard to shop for, just buy them a little bit of a nicer quality of sheets and say, hey, this is something that's going to help us sleep, improve our quality of life. When you do that, when you check out the bedding available at SheetsGiggles.com, just remember to put in as your promo code GUARDIANS to save 15% and support the podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, you can make sure that you like, subscribe, download, and rate. But one thing that you can really do to help out and make it so it's possible for me to continue to make these podcasts is go to SheetsGiggles.com, find yourself a good pair of bedding, enter the promo code GUARDIANS to save 15%. This has been the Cleveland Guardians FanCast. You can find us Monday through Friday on any podcast service that you prefer. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, like, and download so that we can continue to produce these podcasts for your enjoyment.